So this is the Doom versus Doom podcast. As you probably are aware, I've done a few of these episodes already. This one is going to be known as the Necropolis. So basically a lot of the things that I feel that the Doom franchise more or less kind of almost killed itself on, really. Um, so I'm going to go into a couple of things like the movie, the horror that was Doom 3, and a couple of small things when I get to the Icon of Sin later. Now, joining me uh, today as well, I've got kind of wrote my flatmate into this, uh, Aiden. Hello. Uh, Aiden's very tall and wears purple a lot. But... that That's it. That's really it. <laughs> but yeah, so um, it's basically just going to weigh in at a couple of points. I don't know where. I've pretty much given them no, no direction. But yeah, I'm going to go straight into it. So basically... Um, one of the things that I feel that really did kind of kill the Doom franchise, at least as far as the games go, was this very much Doom 3. Now, up in up in the 90s, you still had, you know, your Doom, Doom 2 and Doom 64, which were very much the same sort of idea. You're in a, basically a bunch of rooms. You're shooting things that are coming at you or you're coming at them. And it was sort of rinse and repeat. And it kind of had the structure of basically just a shooter, but... Then when you start Doom 3, one, there's a plot line which confused a lot of people because the plot line was very kind of muted in the, the original Doom um, games. But the other thing was the fact that it, the storyline kind of felt a bit floppy and suddenly it was the lights just go out and things are crawling in the background and it became less of a shooter and more of a survival horror, which... I don't know. Do you think that kind of takes away from what you know about Doom? Sort of, but I am the same person who watched The Matrix out of order, so I've only ever played Doom 3 properly when it came out on every demo PC that was in Christchurch. Yeah. So it's I'm indifferent to it, but I can cer- certainly see where the problems lay with it. Yeah, because... It's so different. Yeah, because you've, you've seen me yarn on enough about the gameplay and especially Doom 2 um, enough to see, you know, there was, it, it kind of completely took away from the structure. It just, nah, gone. And it, it kind of, around the same time as well, they, they did the Doom movie and as much as I'm okay with Dwayne Johnson and, oh gosh, it's Carl Urban. Um, in movies in general, they, I don't know, they, they kind of treated the, it kind of felt like a fever dream of the Resident Evil movie. It, it had a similar plot line, it had the similar sort of endpoints, and it didn't feel, didn't feel like Doom. It felt, it didn't even feel like a prequel to Doom. It just felt like we've just added a couple of mutants and called them demons, but they're not actually, but they might be. Ah. So, yeah, I don't know. Did you watch any of that? Because I'm sure that you've at least seen clips. Of the Doom movie? Yeah. Yeah, I watched it in full around, probably around the time it existed. Yeah. Um, 
I have seen clips recently-ish to refresh myself, only because I really love the first-person shooter scene, but that's about it. Yeah, I found like, that that scene to be a bit, once again, fever dream. Like, it, mm. I can see where like the appeal of oh, cool, is it like a first-person perspective, but it's it still felt very. It felt like a rail shooter that you get in an arcade, like where you're you're sitting there with a gun and a zombie will kind of pop up out of the corner and you know that it's about to happen. It's it felt a bit like that. It felt a little bit less like an actual an actual type of first person shooter. Mm. I don't know, that could just be the limitations of what they did with the camera. It could just be my opinion, but Yeah, there's also the probably the only um scene of a first person perspective where you don't see the camera and the reflection when the actor looks in a mirror and checks that it is actually him yeah um so that i think there's there's some tech involved in there that made it really really interesting but it's still i mean iffy in the context of the scene as well he kind of is a bit spaced out he was kind of the character was kind of dying or Mm. pretty much dead and got much in the same way as resident evil got invected and uh, you know, injected with the virus that was mutating everyone else, but for some reason agreed with him and gave him superpowers, and he was kind of just sort of wandering around hallways. <laughs> yeah, but that's also the only scene that relates to Doom because it's the part where he's basically Doom guy. And yeah, that's that's the be all end all of classic Doom. Um, and if the movie could somehow be more like that, it would have been great. Yeah, it would have been, but as I said, it kind of went a bit weird and it, it felt very much like the Resident Evil movie that came out probably a little bit beforehand where they, you know, they all were they all were going to a sealed off lab and were having to contain a, an outbreak and in that time frame most of the characters died and then a couple got infected and and the one of the main characters got infected with the big nasty virus and muta- started to mutate over the course of things, became sort of the big baddie of Resident Evil 2, for example. And then the other character agreed with the virus completely and became some superhuman. And it kind of both ended with people kind of le- going back to, you know, general Earth time or whatever on an elevator, and both of them kind of... St- well, Resident Evil kind of went, okay, cool, there's been the outbreak has already gone up over on, you know, land, but you don't know whether or not that's the case with the Doom movie because it just sort of ends with them in an elevator. So this week I've got a bit of an icon of sin and it's the Harris levels. Now, the Harris levels in the Doom community are... Kind of one of these big debated things because the Harris levels consist legitimately of um, UAC labs and um, illegitimately of a completely different thing which has been rumoured. Now, to get you up to speed, the Harris levels were created by one of the two Columbine shooters and <sighs> it's a bit of a hot topic even 20 years later because... A lot of the Doom community believe that it never they they never made these levels that allegedly looked like the school, and they're but yet they're still circulating 
some people still circulate. <coughs> Sorry. Some people still circulate a lot of these levels and say that those ways were created by these people. And it's a bit of a, an issuey sort of thing because it, it was one of, because Doom was one of those first sort of games that everyone would pin as the quintessential violent video game that would turn people to become mass shooters and maniacs. And it, I'm not sure if it was the first, but it was definitely one of the biggest um, names in there. And it, it didn't make it any easier when one of the shooters claimed that, one, they trained using Doom, and two, that they modelled the shotgun that they got after the shotgun in the Doom game. So it did kind of bring a, a bit of an unwanted light onto the Doom franchise, and it kind of it kind of killed it off for a lot of people, and other people started playing it more as a cult classic sort of thing, like, okay, well, let's see why this is a thing, but... Doom, even now, even well into 2019, you know, 20 years after Columbine and, you know, 25 years after it was first released, there's a lot of communities and a lot of people who find it way too violent and, you know, very anti, anti-Christian, I guess, or and, and like a lot of things there, which I think is kind of odd because, I mean, what's, I guess, more... <sighs> I guess I don't want to say what's more Christian than killing demons, but, you know, you're killing demons. Isn't that sort of the the goal to get rid of evil, you know? So I, I could be looking at it in a different way, but honestly, I feel like the Harris levels, they they made a bit of a, a divide um, in a lot of players, and it did kind of make the game a bit hard to play for a lot of people because suddenly this game that they might have enjoyed has now have a, had this light of a really terrible mass shooting event and quite a few people are still scarred from it now. That's sort of why I gave the disclaimer yesterday before I post, uh, posted up this episode because I understand that it's not exactly a great topic to have to bring up. Even 20 years on, it's still quite fresh in a lot of people's minds um so i i you know i i didn't want to you know i don't want to freak people out by just slamming it on there but yeah but yeah like um honestly as much as i love the doom franchise it does still have its sort of ins and outs and it has a lot of its sort of icons of sin and a lot of the things that kind of kill it off. There were there was a debacle a year or so ago where a comment was made within one of the trailers, which has since seemed to be removed from the game. I I don't understand why they put it in there, but it's out of there now and it seems that the debate around it has simmered down, so I don't really want to bring that up again. It's not one that people enjoy, but honestly... That being said, that the new game, Doom Eternal, which is coming out in November, I'm still super stoked that it's coming out, super excited. I'm very interested to see about this whole, the fact that they're going to bring you into heaven, which seems to be a very odd place for Doom. So there are a few few, few ideas I have on that, but that's something I'm all going to go into on the next episode, uh, Phobos, which will be coming out in about a week's time. 
So that's going to have a bit more about, you know, just sort of like the hype about Doom Eternal and, you know, a hype of a couple of the game modes that are coming out on that. But honestly, I actually think that, you know, people should enjoy the game how they feel they, you know, do it. And if they feel that they're uncomfortable because of particular uh, controversies, then that's fine. Honestly, that is how a lot of things work. But I'm still really super stoked to being able to do this podcast and we'll be coming in next week with a bit more hype around Doom Eternal and a couple of the little modes that they've um, added in there. So, uh, yeah, no, catch me next week. And um, Aidan, thank you very much for helping. Thank you. All right. See you guys. Rock on.